Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma O'Keefe, and we are here every Thursday talking to you about entrepreneurship, business, wellness, and so much more. These days, we're a little bit more heart than hustle. We're okay with that because balance is key. Um, And if you are just kind of finding us, you can find us around the internet and on social media. We are on Instagram most of the time at Heart and Hustle Podcast. That's the easiest place to find us, but you can also find us at Facebook or on Facebook at Heart and Hustle Podcast as well. And on Twitter, if uh, Elon Musk hasn't ruined it by the time this goes to air, uh, we are at Heart Hustle Pod there. And our website is heartandhustlepodcast.com. And you can always email us at heartandhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's all of the things. Well, this is New Year 2023. Hopefully it's full of precedented events and not unprecedented ones because we don't have time for that. Although the House of Representatives yesterday clearly already kicked us off with some mess. So we will see how it's going um, for the rest of the year. But we're excited to be back um, in full swing as long as health and wealth are good, we're thriving, we should have a very strong podcast year where we're talking to some amazing entrepreneurs, um, just trying to level up in, in life and more so, like Charisma said, more so in the heart season, because we, we're elder millennials, and so um, if no one has told you, the hustle does tap out at some point, and you gotta rely on the other things, and so everything's a season, at some point you might pick it back up, and we might be more into hustle and in getting more into it and there are definitely things that that we can talk about that can make that easier for you which i'm excited to talk about this year but yeah we're gonna be having some great people on and if there's anyone that you think fits the uh, style of interview that we had if you've been a long time listener if you started your own business over this past like what seven years have <laughs> you been recording this podcast and you think you'd be a good guest please uh, like Chris was said, get in touch uh, and email us and get so we can talk to you or talk to them and figure out how we can put more and highlight more people on that show, especially, again, people who are in very unique careers. I will always say, like, if you are doing something or own a business that is very unique, I am always interested to talk to you about how you run your business and how it works because a lot of the people don't think that when they run interesting businesses that people want to hear about it. I'm like, yes, we want to hear about it. And there's also lessons to be learned from other industries that I don't think um, we think about that often. So I don't, you know, no hate, no shade on our business coach friends, but I don't need to talk to another business coach. (laughs) Um, I want to talk to somebody who sells like dog food. You know what I mean? Like I just, we we got to switch up a little bit. So we are open to unique careers, especially because if you're in a niche that doesn't have a big online presence, uh, we are, open and ready to talk to you because we love hearing new things yes we love it it's going to be a great year i'm putting the positive energy i'm speaking into existence i think we're all tired we just need we just need a good year so it's, it's gonna happen this is the year this is the one we've been waiting it's for. our jordan year it's our jordan year collectively as a society we're in our jordan year so it should be yes. great it should be great. I'm very excited. And I'm excited for today's guest. Um, I learned a ton is a great way to kick off 2023. Um, because, you know, it, what do they say? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail type of situation. So I feel like this is the perfect example uh, of that. We're getting you set for the year. So you can plan out the best year. You can speak into existence. You can manifest it. Um, because we're talking about planning today. And I think that you know, for me, uh, the last two years, I did not plan as much as I should have. I kind of was like, just in survival struggle mode, you know, I was like, let's get through the day. Uh, But I'm really ready to reclaim that part of uh, my life where I do plan things so that I can be living my best life and be utilizing and making the most of the time that I have. So David got really, me a planner, so I like excited because I didn't. I I bought a rifle planner um, at some point last year, and I never wrote in it. I was just right. Motivated. Yeah, so I've had plan like I've had planners the last few years, but I just have not utilized them. I think just like going through like the extremeness of the pandemic and kind of like not writing in my planner during that time, and then now I've just stopped kind of like utilizing my time in the best way, and it's just been kind of like chaos and like. You know, I'm always like, oh, what was that thing? And like, oh, I forgot this thing. And I mean, I've used my Google calendar for work, but 
planning is not just about work. And I think that that's, you know, that gets lost in translation. A lot of people think like, oh, it's just about writing down work things. And I'm like, no, like you can plan, like, I think you should plan out other things so that it's not just work. You're making sure, like, that's how you make sure you get the balance in. Because if not, you're going to do your job. You're going to do what you have to do, what you owe to others. You're not going to take any time for what you, you know, what you owe to yourself, which is to me more important than what you quote unquote owe to your job. Um, so yeah, so we're going to dive into planners today with the planner queen, Cynthia. So I'm super, super excited for y'all to hear this interview. It is a very, very good one. Exactly. We'll see you on the other side. We're so excited to have our good pal Cynthia here with us. Cynthia gives us the calm. We needed her for the new year. We needed we needed the energy. So hello, Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining us back on the podcast again today. And for our listeners who are brand new in 2023 who have not heard of you and your brand and like all of the amazing things you do, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hello. Thank you for having me again. I'm super excited to be back on the show. Obviously, I love the show, love both of you. So when you asked me to come back for an episode in 2023, of course, I couldn't say no, um, especially we get to talk about planners, like sign me up. Um, so I am a marketing manager for an enterprise level education company by day. And at night, I'm a virtual assistant and marketing consultant. And I'm also a wife and a mom. So uh, my son is in elementary school. I obviously stay very very busy. And if I'm not busy enough, I try to just shove other things in there. So I'm also an online content creator. Um, and basically I share um, how I plan and organize a busy life. Like I just referenced on uh, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Cynthia plans. We love it. You're doing like all the things and you really do have like a good sense of balance, which I love to see. I love that you mm-hmm. posted the other day, like on Instagram and you're like, listen, your girl is taking a nap today because <laughs> everything is yeah. a lot and I deserve a nap. And I'm like, yes, like I love, I love that you share like that side of it. Cause I feel like a lot of people are just like, well, I'm a wife and a mom and a business owner and all, you know, and they don't explain like, yeah, sometimes that means you have to take a nap because it is a lot and it can be really hard. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, if you land on my Instagram, it'll look really pretty and polished and all those things, but I always keep it real in my stories. So definitely that's the fun place to hang out with me. And I will, yeah, always be honest about the fact that I will choose not to do something on my to-do list or opt to do something else instead. That's going to perhaps give me some rest, much needed rest, because like I just said, there's just so much, so much going on on a daily basis in my life each week. For real. Awesome. I be in um, Cynthia's DMs all the time. <laughs> sure. I'm like, I want Cynthia to win, honestly, because you're such a nice person. And I want you to have the best in life. So whenever someone's like, listen with you, you have a downtime, I'm like, I'm ready to fight. Like, Aries comes out. So how did you originally get into planners? Because you're not using just like Google Drive or like a, you know, random basic planner. Like you have like very intentional planners and the way you use them is very intentional. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think like a lot of people that find themselves in the planner community or, you know, maybe not even a lot, but I would venture to say what about 40, 50% of us, like we've always been planners at heart. So we were the kids that when our teachers or administrators at school gave us agendas and weekly planners to keep track of our school assignments, that was always super exciting for me. Back to school shopping, best time of the year, uh, picking out Lisa Frank stickers in the grocery store, you know, on the end cap when my parents would let me do that, like always made me super excited. And I've always been uh, just drawn to fresh stationery, you know, a brand new notebook, a brand new notepad. Um, And somewhere along the line, probably, you know, high school, uh, maybe even a little bit younger, junior high school, I stopped using those things um, because I just wasn't being as intentional, obviously, as a younger person. That's just not really how you're thinking about life. You're just living it as you should. Um, But when I had my son in early 2014, which I always joke is like the one thing in my life that I did not plan for, <laughs> um, I decided <laughs> that I needed to kind of like get myself together because it was a really hard adjustment for me. Um, obviously, it coming at a point in my life when I wasn't prepared for it or thinking about it or really in a mental space to 
have a child was quite a lot to adjust to. And, you know, Angelica, I know you'll understand, like, it's just, you, there's nothing you can do in life that'll fully prepare you for being a parent every day. You're basically yeah. figuring and it we out. Got, we got your kids around the same time, like the same exactly. year. And definitely well, not playing. So I feel like we have the same Because, like, me not having a child and, like, like for me, I, I would always imagine, like, in my mind that, because I am a planner, I'm thinking, like, oh, that's something I'll plan. And it's interesting to me because, like, for both of you guys, it was, like, kind of a surprise. And... Like, I feel like you're two of the best moms and most, like, intentional moms that I know. And I think there's, like, there's really something to be said about, like, a, in, being an intentional parent that is, like, I'm going to make sure my child is, like, getting a well-rounded, like, education, a well-rounded experience, like, things like that. Like, that that seems very hard to do. And you both seem to do it, like, very well. So it's just very interesting to me that for <laughs> both of you it was, like, surprise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I and I think part of it, at least for me, like my motivation of being such um, a parent that, like you said, I, I do try to be really intentional with my son is knowing that like, I maybe didn't start off on the right foot, you know what I mean? So I, I want to get it right with him as much as I possibly can and also prevent maybe some of the things that I experienced in my childhood growing up, um, prevent him and, and not have those things happen in his life. So certainly, yeah, I can, I can agree with that assessment. I may not have planned for his uh, arrival and I certainly, you know, can't plan for everything that's going to happen, but as best as I can every day, I, you know, get up with intentions. So yeah, I had him in 2014 and a friend recommended that I get a planner because I was just venting about feeling overwhelmed. And my son also had some like health issues when he was first born. He had infant acid reflux, which I didn't even know was a thing until after I had him. So, you you know, for example, just things that you're not prepared for after you have a child. And then he was super colicky as a result of all of his tummy troubles and everything. So there were like gas drops that I would have to give him every day, like twice a day. And I would have to track that. So I got this planner. Um, it was an Aaron Condren planner back then, um, and I would just use it to track little things like that, track his doctor's appointments, track my daily to-do list because mom brain was really, you know, a thing after I had him. I was, I felt like I was forgetting everything and couldn't keep track of it all. So that's basically how I got back into the planner world, um, and I've, you know, haven't looked back. I love it. Yeah, you a have been a rock star in the planner world, but that is very true in terms of just parenting with before apps were things like there weren't apps in 2014 to track right. things for your kid um now there are we have apps for everything but we had a piece of paper i still have it to this day where we had like we wrote down the um feed like i made a table and i put it out and i wrote like feeding diaper change what type of diaper was it like one two like that type of thing oh, and wow that was like the first month of like making sure because you have to make sure that your your kid is you know using the potty like as you're right. breastfeeding making sure that it's working um so if you're, you're breastfeeding and there's no wet diapers um something's amiss and you got to figure it out um so i definitely super think, smart too because um, i always hear about parents talking about like you know things happening in the middle of the night or whatever and and mom brain and things like that so i'm like i'm sure like having a chart is like very very helpful for like those days you wake up and you're like wait what happened last night <laughs> you wake up like you you always are awake so you're like i don't know what day it is we exactly didn't. yeah and we brought her home i mean I, my labor was 29 hours i brought her home on december 31st so that's it was one year, year and then it was another year the next right. you, blink, you know like i just it was i needed that keep me together so um definitely think that there's you know, my new moms, get a planner. Um, if it's not on your list, I know we get, we have a baby shower this weekend. I'm going to get a planner first. You, you got me the gift that I <laughs> Um, So pivoting to a new question, what about using, which you already kind of started to talk about with parenting, but how do you use planners to help you have a more organized and well-lived life? Well-lived being the key word here because we're all living. But what do you do with your planner? How do you help help you live well? Because I do think you've been doing a good job prioritizing Cynthia's well-being <laughs> over the past couple of years. And I think right, planning too. has a lot to, to do with it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I wear a lot of different hats in a single day. So using the planner is really my way of staying accountable. Um, and I think accountability and intentionality are two of the biggest things that I've gotten out of using a planner. And I think it just makes me a better more well-rounded individuals so I can show up for the people in my life and the obligations that I have um, as my best self, but also be caring for myself and being intentional about the ways that I want to care about and prioritize myself as much as I can, um, given all the different directions that I'm being pulled in. Um, 
you know, for some using a planner can be the opposite. It can be constricting. It can be stressful. But for me, I've just embraced it as a tool that really allows me to, like I said, set those intentions around how I, um, you know, basically attack each day just so I can achieve as much as I want um, and basically manage my time more effectively. Um, so with the time management, I can do things like take a nap or, you know, pursue rest. And that might be sitting in my bed watching Netflix, you know what I mean, for a couple hours and binging. So certainly, you know, one of the biggest things that I, I try as best as I can to put up you know, the disclaimer with the things that I post that like, yes, it all looks really together. And yes, there's a lot of pretty things in here. And yes, there are a lot of things in general in here. Um, but not all of it gets done. And certainly, um, when I feel called to say no to something, um, I will do that. And I'll just say yes to something else that's going to fulfill me and make me a little bit happier in that moment. And, you know, obviously, there's a give and a take. So sometimes that comes with a consequence where I have to maybe manage my time even more effectively at a different point. But it's about giving myself the space to flex and flow in the way that works best for me in that day or in that moment. I love that. And I love that you like bring up like Netflix because I think a lot of people think that like people that are very into planners are like not having fun. Uh, and I'm like, you can be organized and still have fun and still like binge watch a show on Netflix and things like that. It's just like you are more accountable for your time and you know where your time is going. You know what I mean? It's like for me, I'm like, I feel like when I'm when I'm utilizing a planner, it's like I'm not going to, especially because I feel like, you know, those people who are, those of us who are like neurodivergent, it's like it's very easy to lose time and be like, where did all that time go? And like, what did I do with it? And it just really keeps you more accountable for that. And then again, to me, I think it is easier to kind of like plan those spaces of time where you do like add in that downtime, which people, if you're not, if you have a planner and you're not doing that, you need to start adding in like, yes, my rest space, time. Yeah. yeah, I've been like starting with, um, you know, with like chill time, exercise or movement time, and then like time with friends. I start there with my planner because I like, to me, that stuff is the most important. It's more important than work. And then once I know like, okay, I'm going to see friends, I'm going to like move my body, I'm going to have like, you know, downtime, then I can fill in work things after that. Um, so it's like, it's, you know, like you said, like some people do find, I think planners like intimidating and, you know, stressful, but at the end of the day, it's a tool. So like you decide how you use it. Don't let the planner scare you, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there are a lot of different types of planners out there. And I think that that can be overwhelming for people, uh, when they're just trying to figure out like, what is going to be the best one for me to, you know, utilize. Maybe they're not the type of person that wants to try out, you know, four or five different planners. They just kind of want to like get one that works well and, and kind of get busy. So what types of planners do you recommend for those who are trying to make the most out of 2023? Yeah, I mean, this is obviously, like you said, a really personal question, but I think it's going to come down to what's really going to help you the most. So if you have spent some time already kind of like writing down on list pads or notebooks um, and you kind of see like, okay, normally my um, approach is to just like write down a to-do list every day or you're really drawn to maybe you use Outlook currently and you're like, I think I want to try a paper planner and you're really um, drawn to looking at things that are happening by the hour. So there's really... um, basically like three main layouts obviously there are outliers and like specific types of planners like one for content or one for fitness or whatever but um essentially the three layouts are going to be an an hourly layout or I should say more an hourly layout a daily layout a weekly and a monthly layout um and so obviously the hourly is going to go hour by hour and you can get that in both a daily or a weekly format um that's generally the two types of formats that you'll find it in a daily is obviously just that a page on each day um or a day for each page, I should say. And like I said, that can come in an hourly format. It could just come in a daily list. It can come with some, depending on if you're like buying some fancier inserts, some maybe more structured boxes to kind of work through. And then also the weekly layout um, kind of comes in the same as a daily where you can get it an hourly. You can get it, you know, a lot of times you'll see like the day broken up into three kind of tracking like by the most like power of three philosophy where it's like the morning, the afternoon, the evening sort of thing, or it may just be completely open ended and then of course monthly planners which is your like your month at a glance or your monthly view um 
I kind of use a combination of both. Most planners, um, if you go buy something that's like in a Target or, you know, Office Depot or something, are going to be um, a daily planner with a monthly spread or it's going to be a weekly planner with a monthly spread. So generally, depending on if you get daily or weekly, it will also come with a monthly spread, but there also are just monthly planners. And, you know, like I said, if you're drawn to that, I need to track my to-do list every single day or I need to be really disciplined with my time management. So I need to lean into an hourly or I just kind of need to know what's happening like out of bird's eye view maybe a monthly works for you so I think it's just kind of getting clear on what your needs are what you're currently drawn to or what you feel like you're missing in your planner system um, and then also like as a pro tip a lot of planner companies do offer like printables like so you can try out the layout on their website or you can just you know search cheap things on Etsy to maybe start with there and then if you feel like okay this is the thing that's working for me you may want to go and invest in a more expensive planner um, but but that's definitely kind of like where you get started when you're uh, getting your entree into the planner world is kind of figuring out what's the format and the layout that's going to look best for me. You just save people a lot of time. Right? <laughs> I have tried so many different planners. And the way you explain that, it's like so simple. Like my brain is like, oh my gosh, duh, why didn't I think of that? But it's like, it is so true. The way that I would like write in like notebooks and stuff and even going back to high school, the way I would like use my agenda in high school it's like I could have taken those things and looked at that to like apply that to like you know when I was planner shopping but I didn't and instead I bought all the different like every year I would switch planners until I finally landed on passion planner which works really well for me and then having a bullet journal for for lists and stuff outside of that but it took me a long time to get to that point and like many different planners so yeah I'm real like I'm so happy that you answered that that way because that makes so much sense and that's going to save people a lot of time yeah yeah Go ahead. Andrew. No, I was just going to say, I think you should take, I'm going to take the sound bite and like clip it for you so you can make yes. a reel out of it. Because it's, yes. it's super right here. Yeah, it's um, it's a question that I get often, and that's definitely where I kind of point people to first, like what layout or what format is going to work best for your brain. And I'm so glad you mentioned the bullet journal charisma because that is also another thing that people often forget. Like a an agenda or a planner is also a great resource, resource, but also a notebook. That way you can kind of just decide, okay this particular week I'm super busy so I need to have more of a daily thing where I'm making daily to-do lists or this week is perhaps a little bit lighter and I just need to have a sense of like what is the to-dos for the general week things that I'm going to get to before the week is over um, maybe a weekly spread or layout is more appropriate for you at that time so bullet journaling really gives you that flexibility um, and just using a notebook in general because you can basically create it however you wish however you need depending on what season in life you're in and one thing I will say is like don't be afraid to change a layout or format if it's you know not working for you. Certainly, you want to start with and hopefully not spend too much money. So you're going to go for the thing that's going to work for you best. But I've definitely changed layouts depending or formats um, depending on what kind of season of life I'm in. So you know I have like a daily system that I can lean into when I'm really busy and I'm like, okay, this is a season of life where I have like 15 things I need to get done every single day. Versus other times of year where you know I have things I want to accomplish in the week, but every day isn't like totally packed with things that I need to get done so then I'm going to stick with my weekly layout so just keep that in mind as well yeah the way that I explain it is that like my passion planner is like beautiful perfect meticulous and that is my Capricorn sun but my bullet journal is a little bit chaotic and that is my Sagittarius rising so I leave spaces for the different parts of my personality and like you know, I can, I can plan with what like the goal is when I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling, but then it's like when I need a little bit more space to like not be so perfect, then I have like my bullet journal where I can just do whatever I want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I often use list pads when I'm just busy. Like there are yeah. seasons of life where I don't even touch my planner. It's, it's blank for a couple of days or weeks, depending on what format I'm using. And I'm just using a little sticky note that I just jot a to-do list down every single day. Cause I can't be bothered with, you know, breaking out a whole planner and that's totally okay. Yeah. My bullet journal is sometimes that as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So planner accessories, which Truly, I mean, they were with the planner girlies. Like, if you're a planner girl, you knew about them. But now I feel like they're more mainstream and a little bit intimidating for people because they're like, what is going on? So what are some planner accessories that you recommend? Because this is a multi-billion dollar industry that I think has kind of 
come into the mainstream a little bit and people just want to know what where to start even. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's really overwhelming if you go on Pinterest or YouTube or Instagram like like you know, we kind of talked about before we started recording like it can be a little bit overwhelming and it can be like, "Oh, that's how my planner is supposed to look or this is how I should be using my planner." And um I want to push back on that notion a little bit because I feel like the two most important things you need when you're starting, you know, the process of using a planner more regularly, the habit of using a planner more regularly is basically the planner that you like and a pen that you like using. <laughs> that's basically it or a pencil if if that's your jam too or any kind of writing uh, instrument I suppose but the things like stickers and washi tape and stamps like those are fun but it gets really easy to blur the lines between fun and functional is what I would say Um, I would encourage you to buy those things if you feel like they're going to help encourage you to use the planner more. When I started using the Erin Condren and having the stickers and decorating, it was a creative outlet for me. So it made me drawn to using the planner more regularly and it helped me basically establish that habit and get uh, very consistent with using my planner but it's certainly not necessary and if it's not in your budget it's okay like you don't have to do those things um you can get really creative with hand lettering um to kind of dress up your planner a little bit um you can just use basic stickers that maybe come with your planner or that you get in the mail with different orders and things that you happen to purchase but it's not a requirement whatsoever and in fact i started out like many people just really excited and spending a lot of money i mean sticker kits nowadays cost like a full sticker kit which maybe is like five pages or so of you know higher quality stickers can run you like $25 a kit and when you start doing the math of that every single week for 52 weeks of the year it gets bananas um so I certainly have pulled back from that quite a bit I I'm not going to pretend like I don't have a pretty significant sticker collection and a washi collection and things like that but those are also things I've accumulated over the years of you know purchasing and supporting shops in our community also attending planner conferences where you get a lot of swag, but I've also made it a point to de-stash and, you know, basically bless other people with those things as much as I can too. I've donated to um, classrooms, you know, teachers that have like little clubs at their school where their students can use that stuff. I share stuff with my son all the time that, you know, maybe is no longer in fashion to me, um, but yeah, he gets really excited about, um, so don't feel the pressure to go and buy all the things, especially if it's not in your budget. Um, the best planner is going to be the planner that helps you keep up and stay accountable with the things that are going on in your life. Yeah, for sure. Sticker packs, $25, girl. Yeah, those are you know, the oh, ones yeah. you find on Etsy and yeah. or on you know individual websites um, from people in the community. I mean, you can definitely find more inexpensive stickers and Michaels and things like that where it's like a sticker book and you get a lot more stickers and it's maybe like you know $8 or something like that. So you can find more affordable alternatives um, in some of those bigger box stores. But if you're talking about like supporting people who are actively in the community, small business owners simply because of just the time and effort and equipment that they have it gets really expensive and I never feel bad about doing those things because I enjoy them it makes me happy or I feel like I'm you know push like putting something back in our community or supporting a small business owner usually it's woman owned um, sometimes it's personal color too like I never feel bad about those things but I definitely am a lot more discerning about them than when I first started so let this be a lesson perhaps for somebody listening to this like it's it's very exciting it's very shiny new things but also just you know keep it in reason be smart about what you're buying Washi tape also lasts forever. Like, I cannot explain to you. <laughs> I bought so much washi. Not, and when I say so much, for me, I bought, like, five rolls, maybe in 2014, maybe before that, 2012, even. I still have some of that washi tape. Like, it's just so, like, we think about, we don't think of the sustainability of a lot of these items, because it is paper, and I think sometimes you think right. it's fleeting. But as someone who, who loves paper, you know, like, stuff lasts forever. Charisma got me a rifle paper company sticker kit for either my birthday or... Christmas. Mm, How many years ago? It's still, girl. Yeah. The stickers are still on that. (laughs) They're certainly not you you get what you pay for sort of thing because like I'll say like if you buy washi tape from basically anybody on Etsy or someone that's like very you know an active shop in the community that's going to be really good quality washi but I will say if you go buy washi at some place like Michael's it's if you have it sitting around for too long especially if you live here in the state of Florida it's probably going to go bad in a year or two like it will not be sticky like how it used to be so just also keep that in mind that there is uh because of the nature of the type of the products um, that you're purchasing, there can be a you get what you pay for sort of element to it as well. 
Yeah, all of them are reason to like, you know, support, like you said, like the women-owned businesses, smaller businesses, and not like the big box stores because exactly. it really does make such a huge difference for me because I was like, there's no way I'm going to do a whole sticker pad because like I, it's a lot of commitment, like, and I'm not going to like everything in it. That's what happens to me every time I get like a, like a book of it is like, I don't like half of it, but then the other half I really like. But I did find someone who does sheets from New Zealand on Etsy. So that's what I've been doing lately because I can just get like one sheet at a time. So it's like not as much commitment. So I'm like, yeah. I, I do like that. Yeah. You raised a good point too because you can also do the thing, same thing with washi. So there are certain rolls of washi where it was either out of my budget to buy the whole roll or it was a washi that I was like, there are going to be some instances in life where this could be fun to add to my planner. But like, a graduation washi do I need that like a whole roll of it not right like, oh, I need it when my husband graduated from UCF kind of thing so like you can buy washi samples on Etsy I think there's some shops Ooh. that you know promote themselves on Instagram too but I also recommend that because it'll make it definitely more That's manageable price-wise but also like not overloading you with tons of things either yes so I think that consistency is a challenge for people with everything, with, you know, work things, personal life, just in general, movement, uh, food. It's just consistency is tough. So how do you stay consistent with keeping up with your planner? Yeah, so I do what I call a Sunday reset every you guessed it, Sunday. Uh, and this is an intentional time that I take every week to basically set up my planner. So I write down my to-do list. I notate any appointments or obligations that we have for the week um, on their respective days. I write down our meal plan for the week. Um, I also take that day to plan what workouts I'm going to do, and I'll write those down in my planner. Um, and then basically, it depends on how, how kind of a busy season I'm in at that point, but I will either every morning or evening, um, usually one or the other if I'm pretty busy, busy, um, check in with my planner. So in the morning I'll know like, okay, I've got to take out meat for this particular meal that we have, that we're having, because that's what we planned for dinner, or this is a workout that I'm going to do. Um, so it's doing that part. And then if I, you know, have more time, I will do that in the morning and in the evening. So I think the one thing you have to realize is like, you can't just set up the planner and never look at it again. You know what I mean? Or not check in with it regularly. I am a proponent of checking in with it every day and it doesn't have to be twice a day. Like I do, it could be you know, if it's better for you in your morning routine to do it in the morning or evening, if evening is better for you, just make sure that you commit to doing that at least once a day. And then, you know, you're not going to be as likely to, um, you know, abandon the planner um, and just make sure that you're staying accountable and consistent with it. So um, like I said earlier, sometimes I do just throw away or not literally throw away, but just, you know, put out the planner out of my system for the week um, entirely and just live off list pads if I'm really busy. Um, don't put pressure on myself to keep up with the planner every single day if that's not what's going to be helpful to me in that season. Um, and they're really great and expensive ones. You can get them at Target in the dollar spot area, Michael's, Office Depot. You can get them year round. Um, but if that is something where like you're like, I, I like the planner, but there are some seasons where I get really busy and I can't really keep up with it. Give yourself permission um, and options to lean into some other system if that's going to help you. I love the thought of giving yourself permission in general. That should just be our, our life thing for, <laughs> for life. Just give yourself permission because you're yes. allowed to shift from the uh, regular scheduled programming. Even if you wrote it on Sunday, you had good intentions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Wednesday, you may not want to do a 60-minute exactly. hit workout. <laughs> um, you might have been from the day before, like, I, well, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, ambitious Cynthia on Sunday thought, I'm going to do that HIIT workout, but then I did legs the day before, and I'm like, what was I thinking? My legs cannot sustain the minute HIIT workout. And I, I definitely do that, you know what I mean? Because I feel like Sunday Cynthia is always, like, the most optimistic Cynthia. You know what I mean? Like, these are all the intentions and things that I'm going to put out in the world. And by Saturday, I'm like, okay, I got, like, 70% of those things done like I feel good about that you know what I mean yeah, or I look really great exactly or I look back on the week and I maybe only got 15% of those things done because my son woke up twice in the middle of the night that week because he had night terrors or something like that like that's okay that's just a reflection of what life was like for me in that week and I'm not going to beat myself up about it I'm going to take what still does need to get done put it on to the next week or the next day and whatever was not that important I'm like okay well we just didn't do that it's fine we can just throw that one out you know yeah I saw a tweet from somebody yesterday and they were like I'm no longer um trying to catch up because anything I didn't get done yet is I'm no longer qualifying myself as behind 
I was yeah. like, love this, love this energy. I love that like collectively. I feel like society is moving towards this positive like place. And as someone who enjoys the hustle and being busy, I get it. Like it's it's great when you you're in it and you have the capacity to do it. But if you do not, <laughs> you need to give yourself uh, the permission to to no longer do so. Um, so. Moving on to our next next question. Um, what are three things that you always add to your schedule when you're planning for a month and a week ahead? So maybe some people yeah. can have a place to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a great question. So for the month, I always add birthdays. I like to text people on their birthdays or send them cards whenever possible. Um, any appointments that I have, um, obviously, like I mentioned, I'm super busy. So I have like every other week calls with my clients. I have, you know, my self-care appointments, like going to get my eyebrows done or nail appointments or things like that, that I try to keep up with. I'm serving on a nonprofit board. So occasionally we have, um, you know, meetings or obligations that go along with that. And then, um, the other thing that I generally include are pay dates because my husband and I are on different pay schedules. So I always want to have those in there. And then I'll add a fourth as a bonus because it's a newer thing for me. I've been monthly meal planning for the last little while. And so I go ahead and basically plan out the entire month at one time. That way I do a lot of mental labor, maybe at the end of the month, like thinking about, okay, what are we going to do for the coming month? But then I don't have to think about it again for the rest of the month. Like it's, it's just there for me. And for me, that's become more efficient than I was doing it on a weekly basis and taking the time to think about that every single Sunday was just not a great use of my time so I'd rather just like bake it into a day you know before the month is over and get all those ideas down and on paper um and yeah that's just been working for us and then for the week um I always like I said at my workouts our meal plan for our dinners and then um like I said any of those important days whether it was a birthday a meeting uh you know client you know commitment something like that I'll reference those from the monthly that's why I put them in the monthly and then I'll add them into my weekly um calendar because I kind of set the monthly up to kind of be like something I can refer back to, but it's not something I'm referring back to every single day, maybe once a week. And, you know, perhaps if I've gotten ahead on my planner, it's maybe even every other week. Oh, I really love that about especially the looking at meals for the month instead of the week, because I do feel overwhelmed looking at them for the week. Cause like it just, weeks go by fast sometimes, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm like, we just sat and talked about this and now I have to make like decisions all over again. And like John and I sit down and do it together. But the problem is, is that if I let him make all the decisions, we're going to be eating like decadent, like you know, <laughs> four or five course meals every night. And he cooks all the food too. So it's like, I have to like be involved with the planning process or else we're gonna, just going to be eating like tons of cheese and like, you know, just like yeah. not good for you food. But I do like the idea of like looking at it for the month, especially because a lot of times like what you have like for one week, like a lot of that food still like is good the next week. So it's kind of like, yeah, like looking at it for a month makes more sense. And then I could plan out my shopping dates too, because I don't enjoy grocery shopping. But like, I think if I knew ahead of time, like, okay, it's going to be these days, like that would be easier. Yeah. And that's exactly why I started doing it. Cause obviously like I plan my shopping dates around my pay dates cause it's just easier for me and my brain to do it that yeah. way. And so I'm like, okay, between this pay period and this period, this is, you know, the week and a half or two weeks of meals that we have. Um, these are the ingredients that I'm going to need to have, or this is what I need to replenish. If it's something that, you know, we keep in the pantry, but now we're out of it kind of thing. And also too, like it's really fun because sometimes the pressure with me- weekly meal planning is that you can forget what you did. Like, I don't know, seven weeks ago, let's just come up with something random. But with the monthly, like you can just go back to the month before and be like, oh, we really like that dish. Let's try to put that back on the schedule for this month or something. And one thing I've started doing to kind of simplify it for me as well is like kind of focusing like on a specific protein on a specific night of the week. That way we're not just eating like chicken every single day, which is super easy to do because it's just easy. It's, it's you know, fairly inexpensive, whatever. Um, it's just easy to work with. And so like, okay, Monday we're going to do chicken. Um, you know, Tuesday we do tacos, so we'll do ground turkey. Wednesday will be leftovers. Thursday, let's go for some kind of like fish dish, you know what I mean? And then Friday, it can kind of be like a toss up of either we're going to do takeout or do some other kind of protein. And then my husband has recently gotten into grilling, so I've completely absolved myself of planning anything for Sundays. I've put him in charge of Sundays, and it's always just like, all right, he's going to go get the groceries if it's something that he needs extra things for, and that's completely on him. And it's, it's helped a lot to kind of, like I said, take out the mental labor of like trying to be creative all the time of what we're going to eat. 
Yeah, I love that so much. And I love that you also plan for like mental labor in general, because I think a lot of people don't like always understand what that is and what that means and understand that like having to take the time to make these decisions can make you more, it's like, it makes you tired. You know what I mean? Like it's literally like labor. So it's, you know, I think it's important for people to understand that and understand that even in like planning out like what you're going to do ahead of time, that, that in itself, like you need to take stock that you're, you're actually actively doing something. Um, so yeah, I, for me, like that's, Planning food is always just like the worst, but I do think that looking at it as a month would be much better. I'm going to try that for February. I'm going to let you know how it goes. Yeah, please, please. I, I feel like it's, it also sounds more fun for the month. I don't know why. Like it's because it's not, like I think that because it wouldn't be as stressful as like week to week. So it sounds like it might even be like a thing that you could be like, oh, I'm going to have fun with this planning session. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So getting into like your daily schedule, um, there's a lot of things that people do every day that they think, you know, they say kind of like just may help them like win the day basically. So what are those three things for you that are part of your daily schedule that, you know, you think are the top most important three things? Yeah. So um, I'm going to walk this, this topic a little bit back to answer the question. But one of the things that I always recommend to people when, okay, I have a planner, but I want to get more organized or basically just want to take control of your days because you feel like your days are controlling you. And there is an exercise called an ideal day or ideal week you can do excuse me, either format. And basically in this exercise, you're mapping out like hour by hour each day of the week, if you're doing it on a weekly basis, um, what your day would look like if all the things in the world went right. So you woke up at your ideal wake up time and with all the energy in the world to seize a day, you didn't hit, you know, traffic on your commute or taking your kid to school or something like that. You remembered to actually walk away from your desk and take lunch for a change or, you know, go for a walk or read a book or something for 30 minutes. Um, and the point of the exercise isn't to make you feel like this is something that's going to be attainable every single day. Um, but it maybe points out times of days when you're wasting maybe a little bit more time than you wanted to. So you're scrolling TikTok a little bit more or, you know, getting sucked into TV when you could be hacking your schedule to make it a little bit better and more efficient for you. Um, I want to be clear, we've already covered this, but I also feel like I just need to constantly put the disclaimer out there. Like I do do those things. I'm like, I need to disassociate for this amount of time. So I'm going to scroll TikTok for the next 30 minutes or something like that. Those things are good and necessary. I do them often. But if I'm going to ask a lot of the universe, I feel like I also need to be putting in that energy into it. Um, and so that ideal week exercise really challenges me to um, basically be more thoughtful and intentional with my time. So I'd like to finish my workout by 8.30 a.m. That way I have between 30 and 40 minutes to shower, get dressed, eat breakfast, um, make my coffee, and you know not sign on to work too much later than 9.15 a.m. Um, but I know in order to be able to accomplish that, that I need to not sit and scroll TikTok while I listen to the Today Show in the background when I get back from dropping my son off at school. You know, they're just like little things like that that you kind of point out about like, okay, maybe I'm not using my time as in intentionally. So I would, I, that's kind of where I start. And I also want to say, like, I try to do this exercise seasonally because things change. Like I can't even count how many times in the last three years between the, you know, uh, pandemic and all that stuff and all these different things, like how just life has thrown so many curveballs at me. Um, so every time my son's school schedule changes, or every time my husband's work schedule changes, I revisit this and I'm like, okay, because now my husband isn't able to take our son to school in the morning. How am I going to adjust my morning? Because now that's a thing that I'm responsible for. So I kind of start there. Um, but three things that I always put as non-negotiables when I am basically working on this exercise and planning out my day are, yeah, workouts are huge for me. They're big for me, not only for health reasons. Um, it's also a mental health, um, you know, part of my day. That's a time where I do a lot of thinking. I'm actually doing a lot more thinking than just thinking about whatever the Peloton instructor is telling me to do. I'm thinking about, you know, maybe problems that I'm having and thinking through solutions to them or thinking creatively about like, oh, I have this idea. What is, you know, maybe a way that I can make this into an Instagram carousel or a YouTube video or things like that. Basically like 
you know how it is when you go in the shower and you have all this uh, brilliance it's because you're basically quieting your mind and giving it a space to be able to think about these things and it doesn't mean you're not washing your body as you're in the shower it's just I don't know it's just way more soothing um, in that sense to be able to think about those things without the distractions of life so workouts are certainly a priority number one Number two, and this is going to sound really nerdy, um, but it's something that we started um, as a result of the pandemic is like my husband and I watched the news from six to seven every day. And it's very dorky of us, but we started it as a result of, you know, just needing to know what the heck was happening in the world. And now it's a time where we get to like, you know, be up to date on what's happening in the world, but also like have conversations about politics or what's happening in the world. Um, And that's obviously not the only thing we talk about. We have other free times where we get to talk about not as heavy things, but I don't know. It's just been, it's become a very interesting and useful bonding time for us in a very uh, bizarre and unique to us kind of way. And then also I usually try to plan um, some kind of flex time. And sometimes that's in the evening or sometimes that is a very long stretch on the uh, weekends. And flex time is basically time where I get to flex into depending on what didn't go right in the day. So there always needs to be some kind of buffer in the schedule to account for this took a little bit longer or I did get sucked into TikTok for a little bit longer than I wanted to. How am I going to, you know, make my time more effective and get the thing done? Or conversely, if things did go well, then that's going to be the time that I choose to do something for myself, whether it's reading a book or watching a TV show or whatever it might be. Um, So I would say those three things, general ideas are basically in my schedule every day. I love how you guys watch the news. Um, (laughs) As a kid who watched the news, like as as a kid, I watched the news every night, like, and I read the newspaper every day. Um, yeah, I did too. And I think that's where it comes from for me. Like that's that kind of household I grew up in. And interestingly enough, my husband didn't, but I feel like I've rubbed up on him now. So it's like a thing that we well, do. Well, it's nice. Yeah. That you guys get to. So they can't say that millennials killed the news because we get <laughs> for killing everything. And I'm gonna be like, well, this one couple, they watch the news. And so that's all that matters. <laughs> I like, I actually would prefer, like, I like newspapers. So I'm like, I would like if, you know, not that they're, they don't exist, but I'm just saying it's like, <laughs> I, I, as a kid, like, I really liked newspapers. My grandfather read the newspaper every day from front to back. And I thought I was reading the newspaper. I was really reading like the comics, but I'd be like, yes, look at me, a grown up with my waffle reading the comics while grandpa reads the business section or whatever. But yeah, of course, as I got older, I'd read more and more parts of the newspaper. So I really love a newspaper and I like being able to digest the news in a way that is not, um, you know, sensationalized, which I feel like on social media, we're just always getting like news thrown at us when we're not prepared for that, right? Like, it's like, I don't like to get my news on social media because I'm like, first of all, like, no, everybody that I know is not a news correspondent. So why am I getting my news from like, you I know? shouldn't get my news from like someone I went to high school with. Right. Like, what, are we, what are we doing? Why are you sharing breaking news right now? Like, yeah, I'm like, like I algebra. from you. Like, so I like that you guys have an intentional time where you say, you know, we're mentally ready to receive this news. We're together, right? So it's like I have a, a partner in this where Support I can system. Yeah, for real. Right. And and you're getting it from a source that is typically less sensationalized than um than social media would be. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. All right. Well, what is your morning and evening routine look like? Because I Again, if you listen to this podcast, you already know. I'll have one of those. I wake up every day just fighting life. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to admit those two areas of my life, there's been seasons where I've been better about it than um, I have been basically since the pandemic. Um, I feel like the pandemic kind of threw everything about me off. And I feel like it's only really now that I feel like I'm kind of starting to take some of my power back and, and get better about some of these things. So um, mornings are initially unsurprisingly quite kid focused um i wake up my son around 6 30 which means i usually try to get up you know sometime between 6 and 6 30 um depending on how tired i am get him ready um he usually has a quick bite for breakfast today it was just you know some apple slices um he's not really a big eater so i you know don't 
thankfully have to have too much pressure on myself to make him a whole breakfast. Um, but you know, I'll pack up. He goes to school with like a little lunchbox that has snacks in it. He eats lunch at school, but I am always afraid that he's not going to, he's a very picky eater. That's the other thing. So I'm always afraid he's not going to eat what they have at school or that he will get nothing with any sort of nutritional value. So I send him with like a little, almost like a bento box with like some fruit, some veggies, some snacks. Um, so I at least know he's eating something at school. Um, he's also currently commuting to school way further than he normally would be. Um, the reasons for that are way too long and completely irrelevant to this episode, so I'm not going to get into them. But once I'm back from doing that, um, if I haven't wasted a bunch of time on social media, as I just freely admitted I do sometimes, I'll do at least a 30-minute workout. Um, after that, I'll shower and get dressed, um, eat breakfast, and then sign on to work. I work remotely. Um, and we have a pretty flexible working schedule. So fortunately, it's not like you have to be on exactly at nine o'clock. And if you're not, someone's immediately pinging you to be like, where are you? Um, so that's really nice. Um, but I do try to be on depending on what the morning routine looks like. If I chose to skip my workout that day or if I did it sometime between 830 and 930. And then, yeah, I'm just fully into the work thing um, from there until the afternoon. And then as far as the evening goes, um, the evening routine is certainly longer and probably a little bit more complex because the evening routine basically starts as soon as I sign off from work or if I, you know, I'm picking up my son if we really want to get technical about it. And, you know, I, I typically cook dinner um, and that's simply because my husband just works super far. He works like an hour and 10 minutes away from where we live. Um, oh, so by the time Lord. we get home, like, <laughs> it would just, yeah, it would just not be possible for us to have dis- dinner at a reasonable time. So I cook dinner, um, either he or myself, depending, like I said, on what time you get home what traffic looks like um we'll get my son bathed sometimes he does have homework so we'll have to take some time to do that um but like i said we also make sure to watch tv together um and that's like I said, so we can kind of consume the news together and having conversations about what's happening because obviously it feels like every day we're living through like insane history that's going to be like people are going to be reading textbooks about and be like, what the heck was happening um, in that century? But I also do it to kind of zone out a little bit. So it's like one time where I'm not like actively having to do something. I can just sit on the couch and just, you know, t- take this stuff in. Um and then if I didn't uh, shower in the morning, because maybe I didn't do workout, whatever, um, I'll shower, do my like nighttime skincare routine. And if I did shower in the morning, then I'll just sign on to my personal computer and start doing client work. Um, because like I said, I, I have a virtual assistant business. So um, one thing I will say is I don't sleep very well because <laughs> I'm sure people are like, how do you get all this done? I've just not been a good sleeper since I had my son. So that's part of it is that I either go to bed really late or I wake up you know, early when my husband is getting ready to leave for his early morning commute for work. And I just squeeze client work as I can where I can um, in order to get it done. And obviously weekends, I kind of will make up time if I didn't get as much done during the week as I wanted to. And unfortunately, all of my clients are great. They're super um, understanding about my weird, uh, totally inconsistent schedule. They're just happy to have the help and have someone who has the skill set that they need. And that's basically how I make it all work. And that's where those naps come in. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Is it hard for you to fall asleep or is it hard for you to stay asleep? It's hard for me to fall asleep is the first part of it. Um, but then also if there is a lot of noise, which we live in a neighborhood that's near university so we do get quite a bit of noise um it can be hard for me to fall back asleep i'm just not a very like i'm not a deep sleeper at all so yeah definitely the falling asleep is part of it and then if something wakes me up in my sleep like it can be difficult to fall back asleep yeah and i think for for people who like have a hard time staying asleep for a long time uh naps can be so beneficial because it's like you just have to get to sleep for that one part and then you get your nap in and then okay, you're done and, and you can get on to whatever's next. And, and it can really like make a huge difference. Like napping is healthy. There's like literally tons of studies that have done have been done that are like, like napping is something you should do, especially if you aren't getting like your full like seven to nine hours at night. So yeah. that, let that be a lesson to everybody listening. Naps in 2023, please. Um, or yeah, sleep I, all night if you can, but, or both, whatever. Right. And I should, you know, I want to say too, like sometimes like I just laid out a pretty comprehensive evening routine. Like if we don't have the collective energy for some of those things, they don't get done. Like you said, like I'll either be like, okay, I'm just going to go to bed early tonight because the many nights of lack of sleep have caught up with me. And now I actually feel tired enough that I'm pretty sure I could just hit the pillow and fall asleep. That does happen to me sometimes. So client work is going to have to wait till the next day or, you know, another day later on in the week. So yeah, I, I, 
like I said, I always want to condition and like put the disclaimer out with what I say that this is never an absolute. It's, you know, designed with the idea that there are going to be times where we need to be flexible given how we feel or what's happening in our lives that day or whatever is going on. Yeah, I love that. I sure. love the built Someone who can't sleep, um, I get it. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just like, I don't sleep and I can't nap. My body refuses to nap. It knows it's daytime and it's like, this is cute. We don't sleep. I would say, um, I typically I typically can't nap, but it's just because I've slept so much at night. So <laughs> it's my body off the podcast. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. My body's like, why would we do that? Like, we definitely slept for like, nine hours. So, like, yeah. um, I am a big, like, I'm I'm a big sleeper. But I will say, like, it was not always this way. So, for, like, people listening, if you're, like, thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I'll never be able to sleep that way. It, there's no special formula that'll fit everyone. But, I mean, like, I think you experiment long enough and eventually. And, I mean, again, it took years and years and years. I was not a good sleeper for a very long time and I feel like everyone in my immediate family like growing up that we all like had insomnia um and so like my mom and brother still struggle with it my mom is finally I think she's finally like getting to a place where I am but like my brother still have it but it's like yeah it just takes a long time to figure out what's going to work for you and kind of like you said like you had a kid and that completely changed it so I think different like life events we go through in different seasons sleep can look definitely different during those seasons. I'm glad that you're doing like what you need to, to adjust. Like if you need to take a nap or need to go to bed early sometimes, like to, to make that work for you in this season of life, you know? Yeah. And it's so funny because I used to be a great sleeper before I had my son, but just ever since then, I was telling someone about it recently. It's, um, it's, I think it's rooted out of this, like, fear that I had when he was a baby about like uh SIDS so like yeah. I would always be like almost partially asleep but also kind of awake to make sure I was listening out for him and I've just never been able to shake that since then um and obviously like my life has just grown so much more complex than when I first had him I have a business I have a full-time job he um is older so obviously he's got you know extracurriculars and things like that so there just is a lot of mental load that I carry on a daily basis and I try my best to drop it and you know unburden myself from it as much as I can I try to journal at least once a week um that's also part of my Sunday reset spending some time doing that but it's not easy you know what I mean especially in the moment so um I try to listen to apps and meditations and things like that that help and they certainly can but um haven't quite overcome that one yet so that's like I don't think it's going to happen in 2023 but it definitely is a goal that I have like looking ahead you know the light at the end of the tunnel is like okay I need to get that one prioritized sooner than later because it's just not good for my health yeah I like um unfortunately I've heard for for people of parent like kids um like do it now because when they do your kids know how to drive or like are out of the house it's worse Um, because it's like it's completely out of your control at that point you can't do anything like you they're out with life so you got to figure out how to sleep because that anxiety but that's right I mean again to to go back to the point of like when we had kids there wasn't that monitor that like track movement and breathing and like pulse that beeps on your phone now like an app like you could just now wrap it on the kid's foot or sock or whatever it is and it tells you like we didn't have that so we were just like gotta make sure they're breathing (laughs) let them listen you know or get up in the middle of the night or like they haven't woken up especially when their sleep got like lengthier like babies obviously wake up every two hours or whatever it is and then eventually they start sleeping longer but then it becomes are they sleeping longer did something bad happen (laughs) and so you can't even enjoy the extra kid sleep because you're like oh i think something bad may have happened and then you're like oh they're gonna wake up and eat you know so it definitely has that anxiety as a person with high anxiety this sounds like torture (laughs) (laughs) and you're sleep deprived do you know what I mean? like you're even less rational than you would be no rationality yeah yeah oh yeah the, like I say, I'm so irrational when I'm tired and like if I don't like if I have like a headache, I'll be like, Oh my gosh, like I hope I wake up tomorrow. Like I'm so dramatic about it. So I'll like pray and be like, God, please help this like Oh my goodness, like, please stop Christmas. <laughs> about myself, imagine how I'd be like about a baby. Um, it would be really bad. And I feel like John would probably not sleep at all. He'd probably just like stare at the baby all night. Because he does that to our dog oh. sometimes now. So, like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and, I'll, and he'll be like, well, she she coughed. And then I, you know, I wanted to watch her for, like, an hour to make sure her cough was okay. And I'm like, all right. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and we need our sleep. So, that's why we're going to adopt. Hopefully, 
hopefully that helps us maybe uh, skip this non-sleeping process, but probably not. So I'll, I'll be reaching out to y'all for help soon when, when that happens. <laughs> so Cynthia, tell our listeners where they can follow you, learn more about planning, and just see a bit more of your day-to-day life and those amazing stories that you show that always make me want tacos. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Cynthia Plans on every platform. And also my website, www.cynthiaplans.com. And feel free to reach out on a DM, um, either on TikTok, Instagram, leave me a comment on YouTube, whatever works best for you. I'm very um, open to answering questions. I love, I'm an Enneagram too, so I love helping people. Uh, it's like both a burden and like a blessing, but mm. I certainly am available to answer any questions. And you're an INF J2, aren't you? I so I don't think I've taken that test. I think I told you I feel yes, like maybe I took it back in the day that. and I honestly don't remember what the results were anymore. But let's just say I would not be surprised. So yeah, I think you are. I would not be surprised either. I need you to take it though, because I'm gonna be curious for a long time. All right, I will do that in 2023. Make something. Yay, another thing to add to the list. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Cynthia, for coming on today. I learned a lot. I know that all of our listeners are going to be learning a lot, and I'm really excited to just kind of see where 2023 takes everybody. I am hoping that it is going to be a good year. I know we've had a few uh, back-to-back wild years here, Um, so I'm putting good positivity into this year so that everyone can just have, you know, have like a whatever kind of year you need, happy, easy, whatever it is. We need that. (laughs) Yes, and I'm wishing you both so much greatness in 2023 or rest whatever that looks like for you but also just so much uh growth uh continued growth with the show as well it's such a great program and i'm just really grateful that you guys asked me to come back on thank Thank you. you